Because Christ lives, we too shall live forever through faith in him. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is the beginning of our scripture lesson for this past Sunday, which was the second Sunday of Easter. We're looking at Acts chapter 2, verses 14 and 22 to 24. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. My dear friends in Christ, I have told you the story about this student who went years ago to Amherst College. He went to the college and when he took up residence in the dorm there, one of the first things that he did when he got into the dorm was he put a large letter V on the door to his dorm room. When he put that large letter V up there, most people were wondering, well, what's the significance of it? But they kind of let it ride and just saw the sign there. Then it was getting closer to graduation day. And then it was announced that what had happened is that he was the top student in the class and he was selected to give an address at the graduation, the valedictorian address. And now throughout his four years of study there at Amherst College, that was his set purpose, his goal that he had in mind. He was going to be the top student. He was going to be the valedictorian. That was his plan. Our reading for today is the first half of, oh, this Sunday's scripture lesson. And remember, we're in the Easter season of the church year, and it's tradition according to our church year schedule that for scripture readings, instead of using a regular Old Testament reading, we'd switch to a scripture reading that's from the book of Acts to give us some of the history of the New Testament church. In this section, what the Apostle Peter does is he talks about God's set purpose, kind of like the set purpose of that student I told you about. God's set purpose. God always has a purpose, a plan. And now the sad thing is, is that very often we struggle to grasp or understand just exactly what God is doing, especially when we're faced with life's trials and troubles. We sometimes will really question those things. But the fact of the matter is, is that we don't need to understand God's set purpose always. We will just want to ask God for his help so that we can believe in his set purpose. And scripture does say 
Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. We don't have to understand, we want to believe. But God's set purpose, that's stated so clearly for us by the Apostle Paul when he says to Timothy, God our Savior wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. God's set purpose, his plan, he wants people in heaven. Our reading is set on the day of Pentecost, that day when, well, just as Jesus promised his disciples, the Holy Spirit came on those disciples and gave them the ability to speak in different languages, but more importantly, it gave them the ability to be able to preach and proclaim God's set purpose, to tell people about God's set purpose, his plan. Oh, you'll often hear me describe faithful preaching, which is what those disciples were able to do, as preaching law and gospel, sin and grace. And that's just what Peter does here. His message, Jesus came. He caught people's attention by his miracles, his signs, and the wonders that he performed. In so many ways, Jesus looked just like a normal human being. But the things that he did and the message that he proclaimed, that caught people's attention. Peter says, this man Jesus was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. Jesus was handed over to you? It almost sounds here as, what, as if what Peter was doing is he was talking to the Jewish religious leaders, to Pontius Pilate and to the Roman soldiers that actually wouldn't make a whole lot of sense because here the people, the crowd that Peter was really preaching to maybe could have included some of those Jewish leaders and the Roman soldiers, but most of the group to whom he would have been speaking on this day would have been those Jews that came to Jerusalem at this time of year from all over the world because they were there to celebrate, well, the Pentecost festival, the harvest festival. And now hopefully plenty of those people who were there were Old Testament believers. They believed in the promises of God and what they just needed was someone like the Apostle Peter to say to them, you know, the one that you believed in, that's this Jesus who was crucified, who died and who rose from the dead to prove that he had paid for your sins. Well, hopefully plenty of those people were Old Testament believers, but here, Notice what it says, that Jesus was handed over to them. Jesus was handed over to them, and what we'd also have to say is that Jesus was handed over to us. You know, Jesus said, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. God handed Jesus over to them and to us, and we, you and I, as Peter says here, 
We, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. After Peter preached that day, it says that the people there were cut to the heart. They knew that what Peter was doing is he was preaching the law to them to show them their sin. It wasn't just the Jewish leaders and the Roman soldiers and Pontius Pilate who crucified Jesus. It was all of Peter's listeners that day and it was us too that crucified Jesus. Our sins put Jesus on the cross. But Peter says, God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Death got Jesus. Well, Jesus allowed death to get him, we could say. The wages of sin is death, eternal death, but death, even eternal death, couldn't hold Jesus. He rose from the dead, and because he lives, well, through faith in him, we believers can be sure we're going to live forever as well. That's what the gospel message is all about. That's God's set purpose, that actually everything in this life, that means life's problems and troubles, life's aches and pains, the good times, the bad times, the viruses, all of that stuff, all of that somehow or other is going to fit into God's set purpose. Oh, that student at Amherst College, he had a plan. He put everything into that plan to make sure he would be the valedictorian. And God also has a plan, and he puts everything into his plan too because he wants you and me together with him forever in heaven. See, that's God's set plan. That's why God gave us his one and only son. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, help us to always see how everything in our lives, life's trials and troubles, the good things, the bad things, it's all about your set purpose, getting us through this life and to our eternal home and reaching more and more souls with your law and gospel to get them to heaven too. Thank you for all you do to reach us and to keep us. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.